Hey, Ding Dongs, I'm Jamie. I'm Richard. And this is Explain It to Jamie, the political comedy podcast in which I, Jamie, a politically naive fella from Toronto, Canada, has the complicated political happenings of the world explained to me by my politically savvy friend, Richard Lamb. And complicated they are, Jamie. Oh, boy, oh, boy. We've taken a little break as I've been... uh, Dedicating myself full time to producing a heartwarming children's play. Yeah, uh, that's not a joke. That is a thing that happened. Uh, but if now we're back, yeah. you know, I I've cast off the rose-colored glasses with which I've been seeing the world, and I've put on the ones made of barbed wire. And it's like clockwork orange. Like my eyes are being pulled wider, and I'm staring unblinking at the the horrors of our modern world. Yeah, I have to say, I do, I wasn't aware of how much learning about politics was affecting me until we took a break, and colors seemed brighter, yeah. and the, the sun seemed to shine a little a little softer, and the wind smelled nice, and I could see the twinkle of friendship in, in people's eyes but, once again. But nay, there's a tinge <laughs> of dung on the air, and that means it's politics time, no, baby. Oh, back to the grind. So, uh, Jamie, what are we learning about this week? We're going to learn about SNC-Lavalin. Oh, Lav- dear. Lavalin. 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 Yeah. Yeah, SNC-Lavalin featuring oh. Justin Trudeau. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's been like, I think it might be our most highly requested topic. Of all time? Of all time. Yeah, so for those of you who are not Canadians, I'm sorry in advance for this, um, but it is going to be an interesting story, I think. It's a pretty fascinating story. Yeah. I mean, it's been getting a little bit of international coverage, right? I think so. If if Trump didn't exist, I feel like this would be a bigger deal. Oh, absolutely. Like, and the thing is to... Um, you know, we've been a few of the episodes that we've done recently have been a lot more about like decoding the media yeah. than about like explaining a political topic, and that is very much a facet of this story as well. Like mm. the story about the story is just as interesting as the actual story, in my opinion. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, my interest is peaked. Well, um, why don't we? Deploy the theme song. <laughs> Me and Richard just made unexpected <laughs> eye contact that surprised both of us, and we we lost our words. It was like years past. <laughs> uh, miss you, friend. Yeah. Let's rock this theme song. Hit it, baby. Good to hear that, baby. Again. I it it really you know it feels like we're back now. Yeah. yeah. So Jamie, what do you know about the SNC Lavalin scandal? Honestly, nothing. I have actively avoided it. Every time it pops on like my Facebook or my newsfeed, I ignore it. I I I don't. I'm I'm coming to realize. I think Justin Trudeau is a smug dick, and I and I every time I see his face, I just get a bit like I don't I don't. I don't want to fucking listen to you, Justin. I don't want to hear what you have to say. That's the correct answer. And, <laughs> that's correct. And uh, and yeah, and I also I'm you know I was watching. He was giving some press conference the other day, and I, it popped up on on CPTV or whatever without sound. And I just remember thinking like, you fucked it up. I don't know exactly what all of this is happening, but you fucked it up. And now the conservatives are going to win an election, and and you fucked it all up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
Justin Trudeau is so fascinating, and it's been really fascinating seeing which of the people on your one's Facebook feed are like still very much Team Trudeau, because in order to maintain Team Trudeau, you have to just tie yourself in ridiculous knots at this point. You know what I mean? Like, right. and and yeah, this a lot of people are saying this is like a non-scandal. Those people are wrong. Right. This is a real scandal. This is a very interesting scandal. It's a scandal that. It tells us a lot about what's fucked up about our society. And it's not surprising, but it's really out in the open mm. what's really fucked up about our society. Okay. Um, and so that's why it's important. And then it also, it has a lot to do with, to be honest, electoral reform, in my opinion, as well. It flows into that. There's like all these different topics that get pulled into us talking about SNC-Lavalin. Mm. Um, so let's get into it. Yeah. Okay. So, so SNC-Lavalin, I do, I do, is a Montreal-based... Like international corporation, yeah. right? They're an engineering and construction company. Okay. One of Canada's largest. I believe they are the second largest engineering and construction company in Canada. Um, that might not be right. They're the second largest subject. They might be the second largest company in Canada, actually, now that I think about it. They're wow. huge. They're a major, major player. Um, and all of this flows back to the fact that they... A major enough player that some politicians are willing to do some favors for them. Yeah, and like, let's be clear. These are not just favors being done for them. Uh-huh. These are, they are a major enough player that they have operations in hundreds of countries, about 50,000 employees worldwide. Wow. Um, their headquarters is in Montreal, where they employ about 9,000 people. That figure has been said quite a few times in the media lately. Right. And uh, all this flows back to the heady days of the early 2010s, ah. when SNC-Lavalin got up to some pretty shady shit. Um, and the shady shit in question that they were doing was, do you remember Libya? Do you remember um, Gaddafi? Sure. <laughs> so it turns out SNC-Lavalin was doing some bad things with Gaddafi. Oh, Specifically, no. um, SNC-Lavalin paid, I think the number is $54 million to Gaddafi's son in order to get given contracts in Libya to build you know, big construction projects. So they were straight up giving money to, they were were bribing him. They were bribing specifically Gaddafi's son so that he'd use his connections and get SNC-Lavalin more contracts. And Gaddafi's son did shit like buy luxury yachts with this money. He had a a penthouse apartment in downtown Toronto that he would visit sometimes that SNC-Lavalin paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to furnish and maintain for him. This is all on the books. This all happened. This is all real. So this is what it all flows from. We can't forget this. So remember, Gaddafi was a dictator. He was overthrown by his own people in the Arab Spring, um, you know, oppressive kind of society. And they were just paying millions and millions and millions of of dollars of their own money to try to to just to woo him so they could make more money at at getting these construction contracts. Right. Now, I've, I've just filed my taxes. Yep. And... I always feel like, you know, when you're looking for um, um, things to write off, you know, my agent sa- or my, my um, accountant sends me like, you know, a list of stuff and see if you can fit stuff into these categories. And I always feel sometimes a little bit greasy. You're like, ah, this is this doesn't quite fit here, but I guess I'll put it. When I hear a story like this, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
fucking put that bagel on your expense list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. That's right. Write it off, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Write it off. Yeah, because they are putting up Gaddafi's son in downtown Toronto. Yeah. And you better believe they're writing that off as an oh, expense. Oh, fuck. Well, get this, too. This is And this is like the truly nutso part. And a lot of this we don't actually even know the exact details of. Um, so once things were going bad in Libya and it looked like the Gaddafis were no longer, you know, they were about to get all murdered. SNC stands up and they're like... Let, let us help you out. Well, yes. Really? Well, what happened Didn't was... Didn't he get butt-fucked by a gun? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the son. Remember? Oh, okay. So they, SNC is in contact with Gaddafi's son. Right. So SNC Lavalon, uh, uh, after consulting with Gaddafi right around when things are going shitty, mm-hmm. his son, they send a, they approve a fact-finding mission to Libya where they pay this independent consultant $100,000 to go to Libya and do something. Right. That consultant comes back to Mexico where they are arrested with Mexican passports made out with all of the details of Gaddafi's family. So clearly through SNC-Lavalin, they were trying to sneak out of the country and go start new lives in Mexico. And SNC-Lavalin was setting that up. They were helping this dictator escape his country and set up new lives in Mexico. But they got caught in Mexico. The person who's like the contractor is in jail. And now the vice president of SNC-Lavalin, who originally was the one who this all got pinned on at the time, he's in jail in Switzerland also on like fraud charges, bribery charges, et cetera, et cetera. So fast forward to a few years. Is he in real jail though? Or is he in like... Chocolate jail. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, Mr. Simpson, we come from the land of chocolate. (laughs) No, I think he's in a real jail um, because he was the fall guy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, let's be real here. Like, three people, I think, from SNC-Lavalin were implicated in this. None of them work there anymore. And if you're paying $50 million to a dictator to get $128 million of construction projects, you're probably more than three people are at fault here. Yes. Let me just throw that out there. Sure. Certainly more than three people are needed to make that shit happen, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Also, I want to apologize for anyone that was offended when I said Gaddafi was butt-fucked by a gun, but I'm just <laughs> reporting the news here. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we don't, facts don't care about your feelings, yeah. everybody. Um, so that's like that's like the prequel right. to the whole scandal. That's just the crimes wow, okay, that happened. I have heard <laughs> none of this. Isn't that nuts? I am so well, out of it. But the thing is... This is like this, the bad old days of explaining to Jamie when I truly knew nothing. But this is the thing is that like what's fascinating about the way that we're reporting about this story is that all of this stuff is not part of the narrative anymore, right? No, this has completely been left behind mm-hmm. because now we're all focused on this annoying ass political scandal instead of why this scandal is taking place in the first place. It took place because of all this crazy, super shady shit right. going down with this company. Okay. Fast forward a couple of years. But they got the guy. They, they, they got they the guy. A, they, they got guy somebody. Arrested. Somebody got blamed on this. That person got arrested. The investigation happened. Basically, this took a couple of years for it all to go down, for them to figure out who to pin this on, for the evidence to be gathered, et cetera, et cetera. Once this was all done, there were formal charges kind of laid that this had all happened, right? And it clearly Libya was working with the RCMP in some way Hmm. because a few years ago in 2014, the RCMP announced they were laying charges against SNC-Lavalin in Canada for this stuff because it's illegal for a Canadian company to be Bri- doing bribery and fraud and smuggling dictators' sons oh. out of countries. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's illegal in Canada for a Canadian company to be doing that abroad, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like now, now 
the, this is the kind of criminal case that's happening in Canada. It's not uh-huh. just this guy getting arrested in Switzerland and put in Swiss jail. Mm-hmm. This is the Canadian part of the consequences, uh-huh. right? Because SNC-Lavalin is a Canadian company. Right. So the RCMP announces that this is happening. Now, all, this takes a couple years to all go down and for the case to be built. And that takes us to basically this year, 2018. What's happening is... 19, baby. Oh, sorry. Um, it starts in 2018, ah, last year. Right. Um, but basically, what, what, what goes down is that if SNC-Lavalin is found guilty of this stuff, which, again, people are already in jail for, um, there's an, a rule in Canada's government that if you're found guilty of fraud on this kind of scale, your company can't get any government contracts for 10 years. Okay, that's what this all comes down to at Whoa, the end of the day. Okay. So it's like if SNC Lavalin is found to have done this stuff, which again there seems to be an overwhelming amount of evidence and successful prosecutions in other countries that this did all happen, mm-hmm. then they can't bid on government contracts for ten years automatically. Right. It's an automatic rule to which try like, to discourage you from doing all the bribery and fraud. Sure, sure. Which like kneecaps Canada's second biggest country. It would destroy this company, right? Yeah, it yeah, would yeah. it would be very bad for this company if yes. they can't get any government contracts anymore. Right, right, right. And so commence the circus. So SNC Lavalin begins ruthlessly lobbying for some way out of that situation. That mm-hmm. is SNC Lavalin's unacceptable situation. They they argue that everyone who did the crimes doesn't work there anymore. Right. Right. Again, how likely is it that that's true? Very unlikely, in my opinion. Like, if you're working with an operation of that scale, the fact that three people are in jail for it is probably not the be-all and end-all. Right, right. Right? Um, So what they do is they start to negotiate for an alternative way to resolve this. And this all happens right when Justin Trudeau is getting elected. Mm. It takes a couple years. Again, 2018. In March of 2018, when Justin Trudeau tabled his budget, Mm -hmm. buried inside the budget was an amendment to this kind of corporate crime that says, hey, we're going to create this new thing called a deferred prosecution agreement, a DPA, which just says you can you can settle for a fine and you don't get the ban on government contracts. Justin Trudeau wrote that into the budget this year. Right. Like six months ago, 10 uh, months ago. Right, right, right. Sorry, last year. It's now April. What am I talking about? Last year, one year ago, Justin Trudeau put this loophole into the law. Right. Then, fast forward a little longer, um, in September, what happened was the people in the Canadian government who were in charge of like preparing the legal case against SNC-Lavalin and deciding if it should go forward or not, came forward and said, okay, we're ready to go. We, we want to prosecute. There's we, The evidence we have says that we were ready to like see through this whole criminal case and get them convicted of this crime, essentially. Uh And this is when all the shit went down. This is the start of the scandal. So the the lawyers are saying, we have the evidence that we need to convict. Let's go. And then the prime minister began to say, what about this loophole that this other option? We've created this idea. You know, it would be really bad... If SNC-Lavalin couldn't get government contracts anymore, they're in Quebec, we're facing an election in Quebec soon, you know, what if 9,000 jobs leave Montreal? You know, it'd be great if they could use this great other option we made. And the prosecutors said, no, we don't want to do that. We're Mm. declining to use that option. Our best advice is that we need to prosecute this crime that happened. Um, And this is basically what the scandal is. The scandal is, 
Justin Trudeau trying to put this thing away. Exactly. And, 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 and justice not being. And made. let's be clear. In many, many governments around the world, including ours, this kind of shit is, <coughs> is business as usual. The fact that a corporation can negotiate this way out for themselves to pay this paltry fee, $10 million. That's the, that's the fine that they were going to pay. Right. Remember, they did a $58 million bribery to get $128 million worth of contracts out of this crime. Right. So the fact that they were going to pay a $10 million fine is a fucking joke. Yes. It's a joke. Um, so like, the, so, but what happened was when the order was given from the prime minister to, to do this, the people involved actually just had principles about it. And we're like, no, it's wrong to do that. Yeah. I can't do this even if you're ordering me to do it because it's wrong. Right. And the person in question is Jody Wilson-Raybould, who I'm sure you've heard about. Uh, you've heard this sure. name. Yeah, yeah. This is the big name in the SNC Lavalin scandal. Right. Jody Wilson-Raybould. She was fired or something, right? She was. And she was the attorney general uh, of Canada, the first ever indigenous attorney general of Canada. Uh, so her appointment to this the position was a big deal, right? right. And for, I, I think she's also the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General. So, like, this was a big deal. It was a symbolically important thing that the Justice Department was headed up by this Indigenous woman. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, you know, part of kind of like the big cabinet announcement for Justin that involves everyone getting excited about the possibility of some real justice and change happening. But what happened was... When the justice and change came... yeah. We he went, didn't like ah, it. No, right. No. So he's like, you have to, you have to do this thing. And she said, no, I can't do it. It's, uh, it's not moral. I have to allow this prosecution to go forward. We're not going to use the loophole. Right. And then all these high ranking people in the pre- in prime minister's office tried to pressure her to do it. Um, she started, you know, recording them uh, secretly when they were trying to pressure her. So she'd have evidence. She was kind of building, I think her case. So she saw that the writing was on the wall um, that she was probably going to get fired because they start to say things to her like, well, if, you know, the, Justin really wants this to happen, so I don't know what's going to happen if you can't do it. Mm, sorry, you know, yeah. like, um, and then I think somebody leaked all of this to the Globe and Mail in February and that's yeah. when the shit all hit the fan. Okay. So now in the media, the story is all about her. Did she, is she, like, did she do the right thing? Did she do the wrong thing? Is what she did appropriate? Is it inappropriate? You know, everyone's fighting about her um, when really this should be about this fucking company and the fact that it can, like, for wage a multi-year campaign to get our laws rewritten so that it didn't have to suffer the consequence. Like, A, there's so many things to talk about. Like, there's so many things to talk about. Like, you know that whole argument about making laws about crime where it's like because the punishment's harsher, harsher people won't do it. Yeah. It's like deterrent. That's like obviously bullshit here because it's like, well, if the punishment's too harsh, they're going to do the thing anyway and then rewrite the law after the crime happens so that they don't have to right. have consequences. You know, like it's like let's all think about that. That's the real story here, really. Yeah, you know, like, totally. Well, I wonder also like, you know, things die, Richard. Yes. Like the things have a life cycle. And yes. like, yeah, if – you know, I understand it's, you know, I, I, I'm not an economist or anything like that. And it's second, it's Canada's second biggest company and that, you know, has a massive impact on our economy, I'm sure. But like, you know, if they fuck up that bad and the rules that we have written dictate a, a ser- series of terms that may or may not damage this company uh, to the point of its its demise. Right. Like, it's not like that company just disappears and that... 
um, market also disappears, right? Like the company loses an immense amount of value. It gets chopped up and sold to six other major engineering yeah. companies yep. in Canada. And one of those companies will inevitably take its place as Canada's second biggest or biggest engineering company. Right? I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that... I understand it's like it's not good for like an election right now. But well, that's what it's all about, yeah. right? It becomes about... How you how the opposition is going to cudgel you with this, right? Like Andrew Scheer, the head of the Conservative Party, the leader of the Conservative Party, has been just reveling in this. Now, let's be clear: Andrew Scheer would have given the DPA to SNC Lavalin in one hot second. Like if the form to sign had been in the next room, Andrew <laughs> Scheer would have run through the wall, <laughs> leaving a cartoon hole shaped like him right. before he, like, instead of using the door, he yeah. would have done Pen it so fast. Yeah. yeah, he would have done the bad thing so fucking fast. <laughs> it, like, this wouldn't even be a news story because he would have done it so right. fast, right? Um, and any conservative would not have had the principles. Like, I will, I will say it. I'm fucking sorry. Any conservative would not have had the moral principles to stand up for justice the way that Jody Wilson-Raybould stood up for justice. It just wouldn't have happened. Right, right. Maybe that's what makes yeah. the, re- the left-wing weak, Richard. Yeah, maybe. The, the fact that we have principles. Morals. But yeah. the thing is, like, like, now it's actually, like, this is the real world. Andrew Scheer gets to use this to cudgel Trudeau with. So he was trying to get out in front of this. He didn't want to have to explain potentially why this huge firm lost all their jobs in Montreal. If they, because, like, they were threatening, SNC-Lavalin was threatening to uproot from Canada and put their headquarters somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the many ways they were manipulating the government and threatening them. So he was like, do I have to, ex- I'm, I'm scared to explain why I, these jobs are gone. That it was like all very short term thinking, you know. It's not long term thinking at all. It's like, it's like okay, it's all it's all panic mode, and it's all because there's an election coming up. There was a Quebec federal uh, a provincial election which the Liberals were trounced in, although the CAQ who ended up winning it are not that different from them anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now there's a federal election as we know coming up at some point during this year. Yeah. So these are big deals. Um, and that's, I think, what kind of guided Trudeau's response to this. I mean, also the fact that he is a he's a corporate class prime minister. Right, All right. the shit he's done have been handouts to the corporate class. Has he has, does he get any money from SNC Lavalin? Mm, I don't know that that's part of the story. I haven't seen anyone running with that or mentioning that, so I'd be surprised right. to find out it was that direct. I right. mean, but we've he talked is about this. Gaddafi's son's roommate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> Gaddafi's son actually lives in his pool. Yeah. Like he's just all there, all, out there all day, just fucking bacon, yeah. like floating on a big floaty pool thing that looks like a donut. Um, no, uh, as far as I know, Justin does not directly financially benefit from these things. But we know how this shit like this works. Like with Barack Obama, we saw, sure, like he bails out the Wall Street banks. After you're done being president, you get $200,000 in appearance speakers fees to speak at conferences for these banks and shit like that, right? Mm. It's like there's very much a like you scratch our back, we'll scratch yours. There's many ways they can pay you without you being a direct like stakeholder in the company or whatever. I mean, it's super inappropriate for the prime minister to be a stakeholder in Canada's second largest construction company anyway. I mean, not that it stopped Doug Ford, am I right, guys? (laughs) But, uh, But like so that kind of thing, or Donald Trump for that matter, but that kind of thing would not be probably allowed through the original vetting process of parliament. Right, right. Oh, man. Yeah, and I just, I know it's a federal election year, and that, like, this is the part that kind of makes me sick of this. And it's not, again, it's not like I'm a Justin Trudeau, like, lover, you Mm -hmm. know? I, uh, 
but I don't like Andrew Shear. No. Uh, and and anything and we didn't get electoral reform like we fucking voted that for. That was Justin's fucking fault. If Justin had put through electoral reform, he'd be laughing right now, yeah. right? Cuz he wouldn't be in nearly as much fucking trouble facing a possible conservative minority or majority government because yeah. the balance of power would be so different in the election. But because he fucked us around on it, now he's the one who's fucked. I mean, there was a Beaverton article about this exact thing. Oh, was it? Yeah, there? it was like Justin Trudeau is suddenly in favor of electoral <laughs> reform again. Um, and it's true though, like this is why I say it kind of intersects electoral reform is because one of the main things that you hear now from people who are like liberal apologists, this is, and I despise, I despise this line of argument so much. They go, all of this doesn't matter, okay? It's just a distraction. Like if you have to vote liberal or else it's going to be Andrew Scheer, right? So it's like, oh, cool. So none of the stuff that happens in government actually matters because we're all just going to get bullied into voting for the liberals because the threat of having conservatives is too strong. Like our system is so good that... Everyone has to vote for somebody who is patently untrustworthy and immoral, who they hate just because the other guy is worse. Right. Like, this, well, this system is blows ass. Yeah. You know what you I gotta mean? You got to have more than, more than two choices. Absolutely. And I mean, I wish Jagmeet and the NDP were looking like a stronger choice. They're just not there yet. Like, right. And he's I looking say, pretty buff to me. I mean, he's looking fine as hell. Yeah. I mean, if, if the vote was for, like, whose calendar I see in the morning <laughs> when I wake up, I know where my vote is. Hell yeah, yeah, baby. But at the same time, like, you know, I would, if, if Jagmeet was a really good alternative, I'd be the first to tell you, but I just don't quite have the enthusiasm for it yet. We'll see what it ends up right. at election time, but I, I'm not quite there yet. Right. But so I, you're going to be voting for Andrew Shear. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's my roommate. Yeah. That wasn't clear, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh man. God damn it. You fucked it all up. I mean Justin Justin is not a friend of any of ours. No, you know I know. I mean? like, I, and you know what's fucked is the night he was elected, I posted on Facebook. I was like, yeah, we can celebrate now that the conservatives are gone, but when now we need to hold them accountable to this electoral reform thing. Absolutely. And I'm just I I, I every time I see him on the TV, I'm brought back to that moment yeah. I, of like seeing him give his speech and win and be like, "Okay, this is like better than yeah. what it, than it was, but we're going to make sure all this goes through." And it didn't, and he, he fucked us. Yeah. He, he fucked us all. Right? I want I want to say this. He hasn't done anything progressive at all. Even the weed legalization is bunk. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like even the, peop the people who are making money and who are really the winners of the weed legalization are a bunch of status quo white middle-aged men. Sure. Like, like that was a handout to rich people. And it was a handout to, like, uh, famously, the guy who's, like, the head of the Ontario Cannabis Corporation, the CEO, was the police chief who spent his entire career in Toronto, former Toronto police chief, campaigning against legalizing marijuana and putting small-time drug dealers in jail. And that motherfucker's making millions now, <laughs> right? Like, fucking millions. Yeah. So this is the shit that Justin Trudeau has gotten us. It's all about, this, is, and this is what driving me crazy. Justin Trudeau's appeal in the modern day is about not being Trump. It's about you get to click through your Facebook and feel superior to America because there's this performance yeah. of a woke prime minister guy. Right, right. But his actual things his actual policy and his real world actions are like seriously, they're right wing. This is right wing shit. Right. And 
And it's starting to become very old hearing people defending him because the only defense now that they have left, they can't defend his moral record or at all. Mm-hmm. The only thing they have left to tell you now is like, well, if you want Andrew Shear, then don't vote for Trudeau. It's just this like cudgel to hit you with. Right, right, right. right. And it's like, well, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. honestly, just eat shit. <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say about that. Like, oh God. When's the federal election? It probably won't be till the fall, October or so. It's like not a hard date, right? The, Justin gets to pick when the writ drops. Right. So we get, we get the summer. We get one beautiful summer. The summer still belongs to us. That's right. Listeners. We own Don't we let own them summer. take your summer. Oh, there's one thing I really wanted to mention about this story too about the media. Right. Osama bin Laden wrote uh, all the stories <laughs> about it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not dead. Yeah. Um, well, no, one of the things that in, in like one of the very damning kind of like transcripts of what was said to Jody Wilson-Raybould by Justin Trudeau. Um, he says, she says, like, it's not appropriate for me to do this. It's going, like, I'm trying to save you from a scandal. When people find out that you cut this deal for them, they're going to hit you with it. It's not going to look good. And Justin Trudeau, or people working for him, said, well, don't worry. We can get people to write editorials saying that it was okay, like, in the media. That's a thing we can do. That was explicitly told to her. Now, fast forward. The, the 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 phrase SNC Lavalin has not appeared in a headline for a month. The story is still in the newspapers, but if you go back and Google, use Google News and look, SNC Lavalin does not appear in a headline past like March eighth, and all of the headlines around then pivot to Wilson Raybould this, Wilson Raybould this. They're all about her. The media has been reframing the story to be away from the company. The the, who did the crimes yeah. with the dictator towards it's all about her. It's all a litigation on if it was moral of her to do the recording or not. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like people, that's what all the stories have been about. Was it okay for her to do the recording? Was it appropriate? Was it not appropriate? I think that she's just doing it for attention. I think that she was doing it for this. But it's like we've completely lost sight, like literally quietly now, the phrase SNC Lavalin is dropping into like the second, third paragraph of these articles. It's right. barely appearing at all. And like, I'm sorry, if you believe that that is some kind of accident, then I have uh, a river in Egypt that I'd like to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, at the same time, I can understand people's like panic. You know what I mean? They're, they're panicked to, um, to, alleviate it and to mm-hmm. make it all okay it's because you know as we've said the op- the option is trudeau or mm-hmm. sheer or uh or the ndp and the ndp don't seem to be repping in no. a way that uh that can hold the flame so I, I understand you know what i mean i understand people putting their blinders on and being like i understand i know yeah. That my food is poison, <laughs> yeah. but I have to but keep the, eating. The it. person you should be mad at is Justin, right? Like this right. is this neoliberal bullshit. They campaign from the left mm-hmm. and then they govern from the right. right. But by doing that, they create no loyalty, right? It's like I feel disgusted by the idea that people might want to vote for Justin. I mean, it's lucky we live in downtown Toronto, where I don't think conservatives will be competitive the way that the NDP and liberals typically are mm-hmm. in the writings that we live in. So we get to vote with our conscience, but like. Um, like, fuck, like, it's it's like, if you don't want to lose a shitty election to Andrew Scheer because you made a stupid move, then maybe you should have built a coalition of people who want to vote for you by governing in their interests over right. the last four years, instead of governing in the interests of the people who don't want to fucking vote for you, but who still, ha- and who still hate you, but giving them all this money and handouts anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, 
absurd. And it's it's been the consensus for 25, 30 years now, and it's evaporating before our eyes. Like it's such an unsustainable way of doing business at this point. The time is coming for it. The shoe is gonna drop. And I think Justin Trudeau might have to learn that lesson by saddling us all with Andrew Shear by being a fucking idiot and not actually running this goddamn country correctly. Yeah. He's the one you should be angry with, you know what I mean? Not yes. the not the woman who stood up for her principles because he was gonna do something shady. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, theoretically, yeah, yeah, like it's one of those things where I feel like if you aren't afraid of saying the truth, <laughs> you shouldn't get in trouble. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> like if you're, if you're actively trying to conceal the truth, you're the bad guy. Yes. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Right? 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 Like if you're just speaking your client, like if she, if she was, if she was truly wrong, like if they were able to lay it out for her in a way where they're like, Listen, we understand your concerns. Those are all valid. Um, but here's all the reasons that what we did is actually, like, correct. Mm -hmm. And it made sense. I go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that she's like, this is my conscience. And they're like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly, You're yeah. like, oh, there's, there's some problems here. Yeah. Also, one of my favorite ones is, well, he didn't ask her to do anything illegal. It's like, yeah, because they wrote the law so they could <laughs> to be do different. it. They're yeah. the people who write the laws. <laughs> right, right, yes, right. Correct. It wasn't illegal. It was buried in the budget. And it's still, it is like a violation of kind of protocol for anyone to tell the prosecutors what to do. That's not supposed to, you're not, the politicians are not supposed to be able to do that. Yes, that yeah. is actually not okay, just in case you're keeping track. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll see how all this pans out I, I mean, mean is, the, is this investigation in SNC level and like still happening well is she's like already been thing? fired as the attorney general there's a new attorney general in her place he's just being very close-lipped about what he's going to do I'm sure they're going to wait for the firestorm to go down and give them the deferred prosecution agreement right. I am 100% sure that's what's going to happen right, right. Um, another I, I should mention another cabinet minister Jane Philpot resigned in solidarity with or, or was kind of like yeah, in, in solidarity was also kind of kicked out with Joe, Jody Wilson Raybone. They've been kicked out of the Liberal Caucus, which means they're not even in the party anymore. Wow. Yeah, so they were expelled from the party for for stand for you know defying Justin Trudeau. Right. I mean that, that's a that's a conversation in itself. I was like I wonder because you know how in Trump's government there's like oh it's like a, a rotating door of people like you know mm -hmm. people go in and come out. Every time someone leaves, I can't help but think like but maybe you should stay, you know, maybe yeah. you should stay and see if you can help, you mm -hmm. know? And so when someone like quits out of solidarity in that way, I'm always like, you know, respect, but at the same time, if you're one of the good ones, maybe we need you in there. You I think know? the philosophy for that is like, I don't have enough faith to work with these people. Right. I don't trust them. And I don't l like the idea that I'll have to do business as usual after this has gone down. Like I know in my heart, I'm not on this team. Yeah. Right? So, like, the thing to do is actually to get the fuck out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, but yeah, it's brutal. And the real question will be, will this dog him until the election? It's still a little bit far out, to be honest. And it's a weird technical scandal that not everyone really understands, even people who are aware of it. Yeah, and um, I mean, if they're able to keep it out of the news in the way that they're doing it, I'm sure by the time the election comes around, yeah. we'll be... Uh, talking less about it and, yeah. and maybe in a different way. Yeah. It makes me sad how few, how many people have kind of revealed themselves to like not consider the moral part of the story at all. You know, how many people are so quick to just demonize her or like accuse her of having ulterior motives when it's like, obviously she stands to gain very little mm -hmm. from this other than standing up for her principles. 
but that's what's happening here. And it's like an alien idea to somebody that what's being asked of her is wrong and she won't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's just the team stuff, man. It's mm-hmm. just like I'm on my team and you're on your team and the other team has some really good info on us right now. Yeah. So let's all close our ears and close our eyes and we will be bad guys for the next 24 hours yep. and then we'll go back to being the quote unquote good guys. Like totally. that's just the mentality. You know what I mean? 100%. <sighs> Well, great. Well, now you know. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. We're back, everyone. We're back. What's that sinking feeling in my soul? Oh, it must be that we're learning about politics. Yeah, right? it must be. Um, guys, this was, this was a great... It's good to be back. Yeah. It's good to I be agree. back. If you, if you got... If, when is your show closed? This weekend? Uh, next weekend. The okay. April the 13th. So by the time this comes out, there will be one week left to see Richard's show up here at the Streetcar Crow's Nest. Make sure you do that. It's also... It's great. Yeah, I, it's I, a, I went it's and saw a, it. It's going to be touring around. It's, it's a modern adaptation of The Little Prince. It's, it's really cute. We've got really good reviews i worked really 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 hard on this yeah. come see it so go see it um it also share this podcast share it with your friends yeah um we got a patreon you can you could donate us a little bit of money every month and we we got bonus episodes coming out pretty much every time we make an episode we make a, a bonus episode to accompany it uh, so we got a bunch of extra content um yeah find us on facebook twitter instagram if you have an idea for a topic Throw it our way. Yeah, we, we uh, respond to all the messages that we get about topics. And also, sometimes people just have questions about stuff. If you have questions about stuff, hit us up. I will write back to you. Yeah, and sometimes it's nice to take our uh, our hands off the proverbial wheel and let our the people who are listening decide what we talk about. One of my favorite episodes we've ever done about prison abolition was a listener suggestion. Hey, there you go. Um, yeah, I don't know. How are you guys? <laughs> yeah. It's nice, nice hanging out with you guys. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, we should yeah. do this again soon, for real though. Like, you know, let's not just say we're gonna do it and then hang out every six months. Let's yeah, really be yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I'll text you. I'll text you. Yeah, I'll text yeah, you. yeah. It's for sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, until next time. I'm Jamie. I'm Richard. This has been Explain It to Jamie. Woo.